The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Hello and welcome to Who Knew and Review. This is the first one of 2018. Apologies for being away so long. But then again, that's a good thing about time travel. It doesn't seem like long to me. Actually, it does. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but needless to say, work, jobs, life. You know, the usual things that stop you having fun. Also, it didn't help the fact that, well... The Doctor Who sort of finished. But still, I did say I would return for the Christmas special. And in a very timely, you know, two weeks later, I am back. And uh, I'm back to give you my review of Twice Upon a Time. Now, I'm presuming everyone's seen it yet. And if you haven't, well, I'm terribly sorry, but I will spoil the life out of this for you. Um, I'm a little bit disjointed. It's been a long time since I've done uh, this kind of podcast, although you may have caught me if you are a partner on um, Applicably uh, App Galactic App Review, uh, which I enjoyed very much. Um, I got to say the word balls quite a lot, and I wasn't even being rude. Anyway, if you want to know more about the other content of the Galactic Network, then please visit gncasts.com. All the info is there. Uh, I'll be running a couple of promos, little adverts and the like, uh, as you can sure you remember. Anyway, let's get on to Twice Upon a Time. Now the synopsis, and I'm going to give you the abridged IMDB synopsis. Um, It's as good as any other. Enchanted glass-like entities who's stealing their victims from frozen time and a World War I captain destined to die on the battlefield but taken from the trenches to play his part in the Doctor's story. A tale about the power of hope in humanity's darkest hours. Twice Upon a Time marks the end of an era. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the synopsis that everyone should read. That the... I've seen a lot of synopsis. Synopsi? Is it synopsi? It must be synopsi. I have seen synopsi to cobble dogs with and all of them want to spoil the show when you read them. Now, I don't need a synopsis to spoil things for me. Uh, Why not? Well, because I'm... Well, let me get to that. Let's have a little bit more more in-depth sort of uh, rundown of what happened. And then I will uh, interject. Yes, okay. So I'm going to take this straight from... As I say, I'm so unprepared. I'm going to take this straight from um, Wikipedia. Yes, we'll see how we go. Wandering back to his TARDIS at the South Pole, the first Doctor refuses to regenerate and leaves his companions behind. He encounters the Twelfth Doctor outside his own TARDIS in a similar state of mind after his previous ordeal. The pair are soon approached by a confused and injured First World War British captain displaced from December 1914 while in a gunpoint stalemate with a German soldier. 
all three are then abducted by a large spaceship, where inside they meet with Bill Potts. The Twelfth Doctor, however, doubts she's the real Bill. Upon encountering the ship's glass-like holographic pilot, they are offered freedom in exchange for allowing the ship to return the captain to the moment of his death. Refusing to allow the captain to die, they escape and take the first Doctor's TARDIS to the planet Villengard. Along with the twelfth... Along the... Alone... Alone... Oh, I can't read. It's been that while. Alone, the Doctor meets with the rogue Dalek Rusty, who's taken refuge from other, da- other Daleks hunting it. Giving access to the Dalek hive mind, the Doctor learns that the pilot and its ship known as Testimony, were created on New Earth, designed to extract people from their timelines at the moment of their death and archive their memories into glass avatars. Bill is one such avatar created from her memories. Seeing no evil to fight, the Doctors agree to return the Captain to his timeline. Upon doing so, the Captain asks the Doctors to keep an eye on his family, introducing himself as Archibald Hamish Lethbridge Stewart a surname shared by the Doctor's frequent ally and lifelong friend, the Brigadier. As time resumes, the Doctor's watch as soldiers on both sides begin singing Silent Night. The Doctor explains to the First that he deliberately shifted the Captain's timeline to the start of the Christmas truce to ensure his life would be spared. With the Captain saved, the First Doctor informs the Twelfth that he's prepared to regenerate and says his goodbyes before returning to his TARDIS. Now alone with Bill's avatar, the Twelfth Doctor adamantly contends she's not the real Bill, but she argues that memories are what defines a person. Bill's avatar restores the Doctor's memories of Clara Oswald before they are joined by Nardole's avatar. The Doctor, however, refuses to give the Avatars testimony of his life. They respect his wish to be alone and leave after he embraces them both. The Doctor then returns to the TARDIS and decides to regenerate, but not before, relaying a bit of advice to his next incarnation. After the 13th Doctor examines her reflection in the TARDIS, it suffers... Yeah, she looks at herself in the reflection on the TARDIS. The TARDIS suffers... Multiple failures. Yeah. Okay. So that's the more in-depth one. And to be honest, yeah, I'm getting a little bit angry just reading it. So how about we we have a little uh, a little promo from our partner, and then let's get to the nitty gritty of what I really thought. If you enjoy sci-fi, aliens, horror films, Doctor Who gaming, comic books, the paranormal, weird things and more, then please consider becoming a partner with us by going to gncasts.com support and then clicking on the Patreon link. We feel that you're not just a listener, a viewer, a reader or a follower. When supporting us, you're investing with your hard-earned cash. So we consider you a partner. Hey, we're in this together. Become a Partner Plus and go your name mentioned on our shows or Partner Pro and have us read your messages, whatever they may be. Again, go to gncasts.com support and click on the Patreon link to become a partner with the Galactic Network. Do you believe that there's intelligent life somewhere out there that may be extraterrestrial beings 
have already visited the Earth? Are you a fan of movies or TV shows like Star Trek or Alien? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then you may also like the Alien Invasion Podcast. On every episode, we talk about the latest ET-related news, report on a recent sighting, and make some alien-themed entertainment picks. Subscribe, download, and listen from where you get podcasts. Or by going to gncasts.com slash aliens. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com slash aliens. Okay. So are we sitting comfortably? Excellent. Now, I'm going to start by telling you that out of five TARDISes, I gave this three. Now, I know a lot of people might think that is being a bit mean. And I really don't see it that way myself. Let me explain. The episode started fantastically. The way that they was able to take the end of the 10th planet and then transpose um, the, uh, <clears throat> the first Doctor over it was absolutely fantastic. Um, David Bradley has more than a passing resemblance to the First Doctor, and he does it very well. However, there are certain aspects of the way he portrays it that irked me. Have you ever been irked by a Doctor? I have. The way he continuously grabs hold of his lapels. The First Doctor, that that is a pose of the first Doctor but it wasn't like he was continually doing it every episode and this was almost 60 minutes of him grabbing his lapels and that that irks me but that's fair enough yeah Peter Capaldi in this was magical um there's no two ways about it his performance was excellent and in my opinion we didn't need the first doctor in this episode that struck me part as fan pleasing for the sake of fan pleasing and also because peter is an uber fan as well it struck me as a bit of capaldi pleasing and I thought that was like... I mean, it's Moffat to a T, isn't it? And that... That was a little bit... It's just... There is absolutely no need for it. The story itself... Was, in my opinion, a little bit disjointed. And I know I'm quite a harsh critic. But... There's a few things that Moffat has done which is ridiculous and right on his last writing out out, last bit of writing he introduces the testimony oh look it's another race of time travellers but this time they use glass avatars for whatever reason uh, and holographic projections And it's just like, really, really, really though. 
Now, it's a great way if you wanted to reintroduce anyone who's absolutely died. But are you going to tell me that such a race exists and the Time Lords don't know about them? Oh, do me a lemon. Yeah, I'm not buying that. You're not buying that. And I don't know why the two doctors on the screen were buying that. Yeah. I found them their use as a... Well, just as a MacGuffin. I, just wrong, 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 and wrong. Um... It's a cool concept for a science fiction show. Yeah, I liked that. But it's not a cool concept to use on Doctor Who. So, if that had been on, I don't know, um, Netflix's Black Mirror or a, another, you know, standalone show or maybe on the, you know, the, the Orville or something like that. Absolutely, as a concept, fantastic. But you can't just introduce a super race like that on Doctor Who and expect to get away with it. It's like when they created a uh, a time-travelling uh, robot avatar in Let's Kill Hitler. Yeah, you understand. Yeah, the Tesselect, or, or whatever it was called. So, that, that sort of all the way through. And I've watched, I've watched it about three, four times now. And then we get on to Rusty. Ah, Rusty, Rusty, Rusty. Why? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice that the Doctor had a friendly Dalek he could go and have a chat to. Yeah, and there was a little bit of humour in there. Oh, I've never undressed a Dalek. Yeah. But the whole, the whole thing was unnecessary. And as for the little... The little... Uh, the little... Dalek, Dalek mutants out of their casing. Yeah, all of a sudden they're skittering about like alien face huggers. That's not how they move. So again, it smacks of Moffat just pouring on a bit more sauce and hoping it's going to taste so much sweeter. And truthfully, it didn't. It didn't for me. So you know, I mean, maybe it did for you. If it did, that's great. Tell me your views. Email me, tardis at gncast.com. Record me a voice message straight from our website. Uh, I think we can still do that using SpeakPipe. Record me an audio and email it to me, tardis at gncast.com. Complain to Dave at the network that I've got it wrong at gncasts.com. Yeah. But I get the feeling that a lot of people, a lot of people think the same thing. The... Having the um, the Doctor shift the time bit, so the soldier, and I'm only going to call him the soldier, was um, uh, was saved, was a nice touch, and that that was a really genuinely nice feel good part of it. But then he goes and bloody ruins it by giving him the name Leftbridge Stewart. I mean. You've already turned him into a Cyberman, and now you're... Leave it. I'm hopeful that Chibnall, Chris Chibnall, is going to be a little bit more forgiving. I mean, let's hope so, eh? So just when you think that it can't get any worse, we have the Bill Glass doll. Yeah, go blah, blah, blah. Then we have Nadol turn up, and they give the Doctor Who doesn't do hugs, 
hugs? And just when you can't stomach it anymore, that girl turns up again. And it's just like, oh, blooming heck. Yeah. Why? Why, Clara? Why? 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 Yeah. I mean, of all the people that just... Ah. Oh. So, the first time I watched this, it made me so angry I almost missed the rather beautiful speech done by Capaldi in the TARDIS for his future self as he's about to regenerate. And it's a shame because you had idiotic Clara moments which and then a beautiful speech it was a definitely a show of two bits but what a speech eh what a fantastic speech and this is where I say Capaldi on his own just delivering line after line like that blew me away absolutely fantastic and then we had the regeneration and it's kind of bittersweet yeah I mean it was absolutely fantastic to see um, Jodie absolutely fantastic but how sad was it when the doctor's ring slipped off the doctor's finger and bounced on the floor and that was the defining part of the regeneration for me what lies next I wonder oh yeah that's right blow up the TARDIS fall out regenerating everything's okay let's start again in August yeah let's start again in August new TARDIS new doctor I'm really looking forward to that. So I hope you understand why I gave it three stars. It, it could have been so much better. And I think, and I've said this before, that Moffat had run out of ideas. And I think any of the ideas he had, he put it all into one thing and it became a disjointed mess. Still, you know, it's my opinion out of thousands. Three TARDISes out of five. Four twice upon a time. Many thanks for downloading this podcast from the Galactic Network. We have so much to offer. Maybe it's horror or adventure gaming. Perhaps you just like to listen to a couple of nerds geeking out. Well, if that's the case, then visit gncasts.com that's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com and have a good poke around you'll be surprised what you find maybe you'd like to chat to the hosts if so then why not sign up to our slack channel or simply you want to tell us what a great job we're doing that's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com So, that's it for me for this week. I will be back. I enjoy doing podcasts so much and I enjoy talking to an empty room. Who knows, in the future, if my broadband provider allows it, 
Then I can talk with other people. <gasps> I don't know if I can handle that. But for the moment, it's just me and my microphone and a uh, Doctor Who-themed backing track. This podcast is going to become uh, bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? Fortnightly. I, for- I mean fortnightly. Um, that way it allows me to keep up with the good bits of news um, and deliver you better quality content rather than loads of content. As always, I will try and pop notes up in the uh, in the show notes and uh, I will speak to you again in a couple of weeks' time whilst we uh, count down to the start of 13. And I think what we'll do, um, as we already know who the companions are going to be, is we'll start looking at the companions. Not as the companions as who they are, but the actors that play them. They've got a couple of odd choices, haven't they? Anyway, that's it for me now. Goodbye. I'll speak to you in two. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.